0: Hello everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul, how are you? Good, anything exciting happening today?
1: Uh, very quiet. <laughs> okay.
0: You know, there's this up and coming journalist that pops around and uh, uh, moves around television and people, he's getting to be better known. But um, he has a big audience too and he's in the news today this guy <laughs> tucker carlson. is that the same tucker carlson we used to know way back yeah in the
1: good old days yeah <laughs> so
0: anyway tucker's in the news and uh, everybody knows who he is oh yeah and um probably the large majority like him because he has a he has a big audience and yeah. oh, <laughs> he's yeah. doing well. Yeah. And uh, for, fortunately there's a lot of things that uh, he says because we want truth out there. And I think basically he does make a sincere effort to get the truth out and get the information out. But there's there's uh, you know risk to this because just getting it out, if it happens to be true or especially when it's true, yeah. it rubs to the other side the wrong way. So the, the, there will be always uh, some some criticism but overall he's done a fantastic job of uh, of looking for information that they might not get you know uh off the regular television or the main street media or anything else so he's done a very good job but he's really in the news now he's over there no, I know. I don't know why he was drinking beer or something <laughs> with with Putin. I wonder if Putin speaks English. Do you know.
1: I think he speaks German. He was. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about Tucker. <laughs>
0: but anyway, Tucker's over there to do an interview. They'll probably have some in, uh, interpreters uh, there to, to help. But I think he's going to have a large audience oh, to find yeah. out what he has to say, because uh, you know it's like a void out there. What, what kind of what kind of uh, things are going on between our president and Putin? Are they talking about things? Are they trying to, you know, make sure the world isn't blown up next week with nuclear energy and nuclear weapons? No. Uh, so we we don't we don't hear that. So there's a vacuum there, uh, to feel maybe a little bit of diplomacy. Uh, I very often in the past that why don't we use the diplomats? Why don't they talk a little bit more? But he. Tucker's over there talking and uh, trying to dig this out. But there's a lot of people that are resentful of this. It just turns out that uh, the people who are most resentful are in, in Europe. Yeah. Uh, but the issue, the main issue, I'm sure they're going to be talking about and why the there's a problem like this is because of the Ukraine war. You know, who's at fault, and that's for other people to uh, discern. But we, uh, of course, re- uh, talked a lot about it, and uh, we should know about it. But uh, I've always wanted to make our job is to. What do, what do we, how are we involved? Yeah. And it just turns out <laughs> that in 19 or 2014, we were involved yeah. and we participated. And I think we have every right and obligation, especially as member of, a con- of Congress, I felt obligated that we have to talk about why are we doing this? What does it mean on our policy? Rather than saying, there are a lot of fights going on from Africa to yeah. Asia, East Asian, and, uh, you know, into Europe. And uh, we always have to pick a side, but generally speaking, we've often picked sides too often. So uh, I can see uh, no significant harm, although people are saying, Tucker's over there, and that means he's uh, disloyal and unpatriotic, and uh, that to me is just uh, carping and annoying, and and I think any time you can get it, does that mean it will hear from everybody that seeks truth perfect truth no we're all capable of making our errors and all but i think uh i think tucker's seeking the truth and he, he's working on this so uh, i hope something good comes of it and the people who are trying to say well he's he's un-american uh i would say there's there's a lot of those so-called un-americans supporting tucker yeah. right now
1: yeah I mean what, what, is un, what, is, what is unpatriotic is the idea that a journalist can't do journalism you know yeah I mean, oh, that's it I mean, he's, he's, he's not going over there to he's going over there to do an interview that's what journalists do. you know you <laughs> hire a plumber, he fixes your toilet. that's what they do. So this whole idea, this whole freakout over the fact that he's going to interview Putin. well who cares? you know who cares? Uh, you know oh he might lie to us oh like our governments <laughs> always. <laughs> Yeah, but you know who should really care, and I'm sure it crosses everybody's mind,
0: is that journalists sometimes are very vulnerable. Look at Assange.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right.
0: Uh, so there's always some danger in this because the people who don't want to hear the truth can get pretty nasty.
1: Yeah. And what's really happening here, and we're going to go into it. There's an article that came out in Newsweek uh, this morning. But what's really happening is that people here in the U.S., but especially in Europe, as you mentioned. They're absolutely panicking, the people in power in Europe, because what have they done? For the past uh, over two years now, they have completely destroyed their economy. They've gutted their industrial sector. They've destroyed jobs, all because they followed the U.S. foreign policy of a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine. They're the ones that have sacrificed. Germany is the one that doesn't have an economy anymore, and they don't want it exposed. They don't want the European people to see what their policies have done to them. That's why they're freaking out. And go to this next, uh, this first clip. This is Newsweek this morning, exclusive. Tucker Carlson could face sanctions (laughs) over Putin interview. They'll sanction anything that moves. uh, And they want to sanction Tucker Carlson because he's going to do what journalists do, which is do an interview. I guess it could be worse. Like you say, it could be like Assange. I'm sure they would throw him in jail if they could. But this is from the article. Now go on uh, that next clip. Uh, So Carlson's work in Russia could see the former Fox News host in hot water with the EU. Guy Verhofstadt, a former Belgian prime minister and current member of the European Parliament, told Newsweek. The lawmaker who was called for the EU to explore imposing a travel ban on Carlson described Carlson as a mouthpiece of former President Donald Trump and Putin, adding... As Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort, it seems logical that the External Action Service examine his case as well. So if you interview someone, you're a mouthpiece for that person, is, is what Guy is saying. It
0: doesn't sound like an adult debate coming up between yeah. the people who, who de, uh, disagree on, on on the issues of, of Ukraine and what's going on in Russia and all that. And that's that's the shame because that's what we uh, are starved for, uh, and uh, and yet everything lately it's always been there. The demagoguing and the and the media and uh, and the fighting and all that stuff. But I, th- I think it's worse than ever. I-, I think the respect and understanding of the First Amendment is yeah. in bad shape. And uh, and it's not an accident because I think the people who want to be in power, I, I believe they are the people that uh, don't care about law and constitution and it- Tenth and the uh, uh, you know ten com- ten, uh Bill of Rights, and they they uh, they think that they can ignore that, so they they try to silence people by either ridicule or saying you're unpatriotic or you're telling a lie, and uh, so there'll be a lot of that fanfare going on. But but you know, <laughs> I don't think Tucker's easy to push around yeah. and demagogue too much because he uh, he's done an unbelievable job already.
1: And the one thing that he's done is expose the total failure of journalism in the U.S., you know, because here he was fired by Fox uh, for not towing some lines on certain things, But instead of having to sort of slink away and have a little website somewhere, he's actually bigger than ever. And this interview will probably be the most watched interview in the history of journalism. (laughs) You know, millions, hundreds of millions of people will watch this interview. It'll make a fortune. So that's what irritates them most is the fact that he's thrived. By breaking the chains of the mainstream media, he's thrived because people are starved for information. And that's exactly what the elitists don't want because they're authoritarian at heart. They don't want you to even hear the other side. You know, it was like in this in the Soviet East Bloc uh, before the Wall fell. If you even listened to Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, you were you were attacked. You were sent to the Gulag. They don't even want you to hear the other side they want to control the narrative they're the authoritarians you
0: know you know and the the argument here is that he's too close to russia he's a russian stooge and uh he's taking this position in the ukraine war and you're not allowed to look at any history but the one thing that uh you know we hear those arguments but they're they're pretty narrow it's uh it's somebody in the united states uh not being obedient to the united states position and being pro-russia that sort of thing but you know if they really got to the bottom of this how how we should look to ourselves and what we're doing they'd have to deal with the, with this principle and what is occurring you know with the american empire the the empire is a much bigger deal for people to swallow you mean to say you think they run the world? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. I think there's evidence. So, so our job when we start saying, well, we want to hear the truth about that, and you know, every once in a while, our government participates in a lot of illegal things like coups yeah. and assassinations and all that. I think that's our job, and uh, that's why we need uh, more journalists going out, and we have a few good ones and their friends, and uh, yet. Uh, the, running the mill, you know, they're working for the Wall Street Journal and yeah. the New York Times and who knows what.
1: Well, seeing someone like Guy Verhofstadt seething with hatred over Trump really makes me want Trump to win. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to see his head explode <laughs> when Trump wins. What's he going to do when Trump goes over there? <laughs> uh, you know, it's just great. The other thing is that Tucker, I watched, he, he did a, like a pre-interview explanation. Here's why I'm going to go interview Vladimir Putin. And it was interesting. Millions and millions of people watched this. But he also said on this on this little podcast. Uh, pre-interview uh, comments. He said, I want to interview Zelensky. I've already asked him. I'd like to sit down and talk with him. So it's not like he's trying to pre- 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 present one side of it. He wants to talk, to, him, which is what journalists should do. And <laughs> in, in the, it's been going around on Twitter X that they showed how many other mainstream journalists interviewed Putin. And there's dozens and dozens of them. And people interviewed Saddam and all the Hitlers of the flavors of the month, you know, on and on and on. They've done it. But let's look at a couple of Verhofstadt's tweets just so we can get a flavor of what this dude's all about. Here is his first tweet. Uh, Tucker Carlson is surely on the path to being labeled a propagandist for the Russian regime. If he enables disinformation for Putin, the EU should explore a travel ban. And here's his next one. Uh, uh, Follow-up tweet. Guy Verhofstadt, member of the European Parliament, Representative of the uh, freedom, the Western civilization, he says, the real journalists in Russia are in jail or had to flee. Carlson is Putin's mouthpiece. And listen to this and an enemy of everything the U.S. stands for, no more, no less. So Carlson is an enemy of everything the U.S. stands for because he actually interviews people and does journalism. We have a First Amendment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this guy, what is this guy's a nut? Yeah. It really is. But I mean, we work at trying to
0: make these points, but isn't it sad yeah. <laughs> that, that uh, somebody can, uh, the, uh, the critics can be so so destructive and dismissive of the things that pe- people still claim they cherish. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they still, did you know, and I think you probably do okay. know this, that everybody that serves in Congress, House members and senators, They raise their hand and take an oath that they'll obey it. Oh, well, yeah, quiz it. Oh, yeah, but the people who, uh, they don't understand it. We understand the Constitution. This is a live document. We make it say anything we want. (laughs) And then they march
1: off and they sleep well at night. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Until the world blows up. Well, just (laughs) to go to show, we're not picking on the Europeans. We've got plenty of authoritarians here. Put on this next clip here's our old friend bill crystal oh. let's put him up bill crystal go to the next one please here's what bill crystal said perhaps we need a total and complete shutdown of tucker carlson re-entering the united states until our country's representatives can figure out what's going on so he believes that tucker carlson should not be allowed back in the u.s because he went overseas and did journalism it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Interestingly enough, by the way, that Tucker Carlson got his start in journalism working for Bill Kristol on the Weekly Standard. So that makes Bill even more mad. He didn't stay <laughs> on the reservation. Yeah, he he didn't, he didn't follow the orders and the direction. He was supposed to be a student yeah.
0: there. A <laughs> stooge.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here he learned to look at things at bio- intellectually. So. Well, yeah, it looks like the interview is going to be out tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly how he's going to release it. It's going to be on X eventually, Twitter X eventually. I'm certainly going to watch it. I think so many people are going to watch it. Uh, You know, if you had a nickel for everyone that watched it, he'd be the richest man on earth. But uh, so anyway, I guess we'll move on to the next one. And this is this is a kind of a head scratcher for me. Uh, It was fascinating. If you put up that next uh, clip, please. Uh, This is from Fox News, but you can read about it everywhere. Israel bill sinks in the House with 166 Democrats and 14 Republicans against. Uh, Speaker Johnson did a suspension of the rules vote on this 17 point something billion dollars for israel he pulled it out of the border bill and did a standalone bill on the floor um you know as our viewers probably know the suspension of the rules means you need a two-thirds vote for it to pass that's that's because usually they're non-controversial but this time he brought it to the floor and it did not get the sufficient votes to pass I, it's strange. I wonder if we've had a journalist ask
0: Johnson about why did yeah. it, they, I'm sure there's a lot of people asking that question, but I don't know whether he's been point blank uh, asked that question or why he did it that way. But, you know, uh, who, who knows, you know, in the short run, oh, we have that money for another day or two. You know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which is irrelevant because that hasn't changed the philosophy. But the dissension is is good. Some of the dissension here on on the argument between the uh, funds going to our borders versus the funds going to Ukraine and yeah. or, or or you know to uh, uh, the Israeli uh, d- debate over in the Middle East. So that that is, I think the. Um, the, the big thing, that there is a, a, a lot of money being spent needlessly, and, uh, and, and, and there's a, you, you know, I think one of thing that brings this on, I've mentioned this before, is they don't have money quite like they had before. The inflation is, it really meet, uh, runs up to its limits. Just like, you, you know, the inflation and the lion about uh, the gold-backed currency, you know, was alive for many, many years and finally it, it uh, exploded and it ended in 71. If that's what's happening now. You know, if if there was so much cash here and nobody was questioning it, nobody was talking about having a, comp, a compa- competition, you know, for the dollar as a reserve standard, you, you know, I, I think they they would just sail through and do it. So I think philosophically they haven't changed it, but there's more monkey wrenches right now. And, and because of our economic conditions, more Americans are waking up and, and starting to see the connection. So I like it when the debate comes up uh, in, uh, in the Congress about, well, you have money here, are you gonna give it this way, or are you gonna do it? And uh, sometimes there's a stalemate, and I, I think that's what happened. There was a stalemate on this. We don't know exactly who's, who's plan, it. it's fine. Yeah. But, but I, the one thing I I am taking a bold prediction they'll be back they'll be back and the 17 billion dollars will probably be put in some other bill but there's some of this there's some of the conservative uh republicans in the house they are determined i mean they've stood up to
1: it so far so uh we'll, we'll see it's interesting i mean just in terms of procedure it's very unusual for a speaker to bring a bill to the floor That He wants to pass and not have it passed because you remember all the whip calls. Where's your boss on this? Is he a yes? They want to line up the votes completely before they take the risk of going to the floor and walking away with nothing. So it it, it makes I mean, for me, I, I could be not seeing everything that's out there in play, but it either shows one. It's amateur hour for Johnson that he brought a bill to the floor that he wanted to pass and didn't have the votes, he didn't know that he had the votes, or two, that he wanted to bring it down and see it fail, which is a possibility because, as you say, they'll bring it back the next time. Uh, he did, he, maybe he did it just to show the Senate that the, this is what we want you to do. So it's very it's very unusual. The other thing that strikes me is 14 Republican knows. Um, on, a, on a pro-Israel bill, that's very unusual. I think the last time there was a, f- a vote for money to israel only two republicans voted against it so that's huge the 166 democrats who voted against it for a variety of reasons i think biden threatened to veto it because it didn't Uh, he wants the whole enchilada the whole the border stuff in there open border stuff in there but you have to wonder as we talked about yesterday dr paul the numbers on israel in the u.s the polling numbers americans and democrats especially are turning against biden's just complete blank check for Netanyahu, there. So you, you have to wonder if some of these Democrats aren't thinking about their own political careers, and they can go home and say, "Look, I voted against the money." You know, that's another interesting thing. And sorry I, to go on, but to see other things, it fascinates me when this happens. But the other thing is, ironically. You could almost see this as an aid to Biden, as an assistance. Certainly, this is an unattended consequence from Johnson. I'm not accusing him of trying to help Biden. This does help Biden a little bit because uh, so far Netanyahu has been recalcitrant. Biden says, please, would you mind dropping a few less bombs? No, I'm going to drop more. Uh, And so this may actually get Israel's attention. Whoa, hold on a minute. A funding bill didn't pass in the House? This has never (laughs) happened before. So interestingly and ironically, it may push uh, netanyahu to be a little bit more flexible which would help biden because his numbers are in the tank over the middle east stuff well you know this
0: argument about where the money's going and uh how does everybody get satisfied uh and there it seems to be at a a temporary state right now a stalemate but it also involves the senate
1: yeah and
0: uh and there's an article in Politico today that says, behind this border message, open GOP rebellion against McConnell. I mean, some of that stuff's been smoldering, yeah. but right now, uh, he he wasn't satisfying the, uh, the, the conservatives in the House of Representatives. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once again, you, you, could, you could use some uh, a- anti-patriotic uh, po- language with him. Oh, he's helping. He's helping the enemy, yeah. you know. So, he's, so he wants to help out. He wanted money for everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like Santa Claus. <laughs> well, he might argue we're consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, we're, if we're confused, we just give everybody the money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is an, another interesting thing. And, you know, we're not, we're not up on, on the Hill. We're not listening to all the scuttlebutt, So we don't know exactly what's going on. But it is kind of a head scratcher for me, too, because we've talked about the Senate border bill, border slash foreign aid bill in uh, McConnell. Well, supposedly for months working behind the scenes. This is his baby. He hands it on to, off to Senator Lankford. Senator Lankford runs with it. Everyone attacks Lankford. And then McConnell says, don't vote for that bill. That's a terrible bill. It's a weird, weird thing. You know, sometimes we
0: have sympathies which aren't enthusiastic, and uh, because these people aren't exactly libertarians. But I tell you one thing: Langford doesn't generate a lot of mm. lot of kind thinking go no. toward him, because uh, and it may be that he'll get in Oklahoma. Maybe he'll be in political trouble yeah, before yeah. it's all over. But he worked hard. They could, he, they said he took this stuff really serious, and this is how he was going to get a get his name out there uh, his <laughs> historic uh funding you know that he was going to achieve well it doesn't look like it because uh, somebody said the bill's dead forget about it yeah yeah but the ideas aren't dead they'll come around they'll figure out something uh, there'll be there'll be some other military uh, reason I mean they might even come closer to home and say look at what they're doing here and uh, we better fund both the borders are open and they're sending these people in there and they're blowing us up and it's all due to this war over here and we haven't settled the war and they will have it, it it's fear-mongering and uh, they'll use the whole idea that if you don't do it you're not a very good uh, American you're yeah. not patriotic and uh, that stuff's been around for a while those
1: arguments Yeah. But, you know, you said before we started the show that, you know, that uh, there's not maybe not be a lot of affection for McConnell among a lot of senators. (laughs) But there was has been like a lot of respect that he can get the job done. Here's a guy who knows politics. He knows how to twist arms. And just to see him floundering like this, it's very strange. Yeah, it's unusual. Let's put up a couple things, because um, I just want to put up that first Massey tweet, because even though we're going on about the Senate, I I do want to bring this up because he makes some very, very good points here that we should ponder. We should always listen to what Massey has to say. So here's what he tweeted out. uh, Getting rid of Speaker McCarthy has officially turned into an unmitigated disaster. Now That's an interesting, that's a real attack on Johnson. He says, all work on separate spending bills has ceased. Uh, Spending reductions have been traded for spending increases. Warrantless spying has been temporarily extended and our majority has shrunk. Uh, That's really interesting. He was the one who said we shouldn't get rid of McCarthy. Um, I thought it was a, a good idea, uh, and I was wrong. And Massey is right, of course. But that's interesting to see that all of the work on the approach bills has stopped. That's your main job. What are you guys doing up there? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting. So, I want to skip ahead to the McCon- the first McConnell one, uh, just so we can get back uh, on. This is what, yeah, this is what we were t- talking about. The 118 billion dollar military aid and border bill will not become law, Mitch McConnell says after working on it, <laughs> and uh, and then handing it over, uh, and Mike Johnson said, this is dead on arrival, and uh, McConnell says, okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> uh,
0: McConnell has this reputation of yeah. being able to get things done, but uh, he was talking about this whole thing and his frustration that he was having, and uh, he was saying, the reason we've been talking about the border is because they wanted to, uh, the, persist- the persistent critics about him, You he has to you can't pass a bill without dealing with a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate. He's right. Yeah, he's right. But they'll still die over this stuff and never talk about. Well, you know, this is the other thing (laughs) I, I always I always sort of laugh because, you know, when you say the whole thing is people will give their big talk about a support for a bill. Even if you don't agree, everybody has to vote. I think we should say everybody who agrees with me but go vote, yeah. you know so they don't they don't do this and you can't pass a bill without it and they they they're not talking they're not talking about why well, why would why would he feel good about it he's a good strategist and he's gotten away with that yeah. because that's the way government is run and you're inclined to do it and it really puts a monkey wrench into it when you have a Thomas Massey there and a yeah. few others who say hey what about the Constitution, are we supposed to read it? Oh, no, 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 man. That's an old-fashioned That's magazine. Old-fashioned. Yeah,
1: exactly. Overtaken by events. Well, let's look at just about this rebellion. This is from Politico. We both read the article, and it's very interesting to watch this happen. If you can put on that second-to-last clip, this is from Politico today. Behind the border mess. Open GOP rebellion against McConnell. And, it you know, it might just be, Dr. Paul, that, you know, the kind of politics that he was good at is just not working anymore it's just not in vogue anymore Uh, and he's become kind of a dinosaur but I did uh, clip this next uh, little segment from the article this might explain some things and I'm not sure but I think it's a decent explanation so this is a this paragraph starts out the Senate GOP leader is facing internal resistance not seen in more than a year as Republicans descend into discord over two issues they once demanded be linked border security and the war on Ukraine. And we explained yesterday, I think, why they were linked initially. But I, I underline this part. McConnell, now nearing his 82nd birthday, is determined to fund the Ukrainian war effort, a push his allies have depicted as a legacy-defining issue. So the reason that he is melting down and doing things uncharacteristic of someone who gets the job done is that he is personally absolutely dedicated to to getting this money to Ukraine, and no one else wants to send the money to Ukraine. What <laughs> I can't quite comprehend or be sympathetic
0: to is legacy. I think there are legacy. Thomas Jefferson has a little bit of legacy, yeah. you know. He did and fought for certain things, but the, this legacy is is just getting it through, you know. And and, and most of the time, it's a lot of negative stuff yeah. because they 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 literally have to. Cave into uh, things that they don't agree with, but we—we well, got the bill passed. Yeah, yeah. We got the legacy. And how many bills have you passed? Yeah. To, you know, they'll ask. <laughs> there was somebody being interviewed the other day, and the congressman said he never did it, get it. Did it? But the interviewer said, "Well, that's great. We
1: like people who never got anything <laughs> yeah. passed. Yeah. If you you get it passed, that means you're a real sellout." <laughs> I remember when you were running for president, people were saying, "Well, how many bills did he get passed?" <laughs> you know? And they say it about Massey now. How many bills has he passed? (laughs) that's actually a good thing so anyway we'll see what happens it's an interesting time to watch the house and senate um i guess if we were up there we'd get more of a feel for it we're just kind of observers from afar but um i'm gonna i'm gonna well you got no you you do yours okay okay i'll finish i've just got to close by thanking the viewers remember please to hit like i see there's over a thousand of you there if each one of you guys hit that that would be awesome and we'd appreciate it and we'll, uh, God willing, see you tomorrow. Up to you, Dr. Paul. That's Palmer. very good. And we have been pleased with the way things have been going. Our numbers have been
0: picking up, and uh, uh, that is a sign that people are very interested in. We also realize that those of you who join us are interested in the ideas and the principles, uh, you know, of our constitution and also the difference between uh, nihilism and a higher law. And, and, and that's why we are very pleased when our numbers go up. So please continue to help us out. I do want to finish with something. I think this is a good news story, isn't it? You For know, sure. about, about Dartmouth, I've heard of Dartmouth and uh, in, in the news here came out on, on, on uh, Zero Head, Dartmouth returns standardized testing for admission after failed experiment. <laughs> Can you believe it failed? And then I get to thinking, and I, for, I forget when I was really excited about this. You know, you have all these university people. They have the money they need, and they have all these brilliant professors, and they've been around teaching our kids for decades. And all of a sudden, you, you know, they say, well, we, we have some new ideas. And they put them in and what what i was what i was so shocked about was uh why didn't they know it was going to fail you know there are enough people around that that made these predictions and they're still out there all this stupid stuff (laughs) so so they, they, they they changed it and there's been some good results coming from it already so uh but 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 these it still baffles me how how we allowed them to do it for not, not 10 years, probably 30 years of all the clowns taking over and uh, taking over to the point that our whole government is uh, filled with people who learn from these people and all those tests. So uh, I, I think this is a mini step, but I think it could be a big step. And I sure hope that uh, people get complimented when they finally wake up and, and give up on it. <laughs> I want to thank all our viewers for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.